So I have two questions I want to ask you as we're getting started. So over in the question box, as you all know, if you've been on any of my uh, events, I really like to um, understand the audience just a little bit so that I kind of know who I'm talking to and, and what your level of experience is. So my first question is, how many, you don't have to give me the exact number or whatever, but a range, but how many card not present merchants? So we're talking about merchants who are invoicing their customers for payment, right? And we'll get into different types here in a little bit. How many card not present merchants who invoice for payment, how many of those do you have right now in your portfolio? How many of those have you already sold? Just give me a, a number. You know, it could be, yeah, like John's got 50 plus, William zero, Jeffrey three, over 200 for Tam, Lawrence with two, uh, George with 50 plus, awesome. Tina with one. Um, I see uh, Thomas three or three to five. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Jeff, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. So it's good. Jeff, but one is too many when it's QuickBooks. Um, 12 for John. Okay, good. So we have a, a, a good, you know, different, a different group, right? We have some people that have sold a lot. Some people that have never sold a card, not present merchant. Now here's my next question. So this is kind of goes along those same lines. So a card not present merchant, um, of course, again, we're talking about somebody who, that when they're accepting payments, in this case, we're talking about they're accepting payments via invoice. So they're not, it's a card not present, meaning they're not swiping a, a card through the terminal. One last question, we still got a bunch of people jumping in here. Um, what percentage of your portfolio currently is made up of merchants who invoice as their primary means of getting payment? So what percentage? So is it you know 5%, 50%, 1%, 0%? Give me a percentage in the question box. What and again, just a rough estimate. I'm just curious because I'm I'm kind of curious like how prevalent these merchants are in your portfolios. What percentage of your merchant accounts right now are invoicing clients for their payment rather than using a credit card machine or um, an e-commerce situation or uh, you know something like that? How many are invoicing for payment? Okay, let's see what we got here. So we have obviously quite a few zeros. John with 25%, very little for George. Tam with 35%, Jennifer with 10%, Brad with 5%, less than 1% for Thomas, 25% for Jan, 40% for Steven. Again, lots of zeros in there for those who are focused more on the card present world. Okay, good. All right, awesome. So this is really, really good information. I appreciate you sharing that with me because it just kind of gives me a, you know, a handle on, on the audience. So here's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm like so excited about this event. I'll tell you why I'm so excited about it. So about two years ago, I bought a new house, okay? And when I bought this house, honestly, before buying this house, I really didn't think that much about these card not present merchants who are invoicing. Um, it just, I don't know, it just didn't occur to me that much to think about that market. I had always sold card present merchants. I was always doing kind of retail restaurant. Um, you know, that, that was kind of always my go-to market. Well, I bought this house a couple years ago. So we had, you know, a home inspector that came out. Then we had a surveyor. Then we had to get the, the furniture place. So we had HVAC come out and then we had a, to get the pool uh, redone. And so we had the pool company and then we had landscapers come out. So we had the landscape company and all of these different service providers that came out. And my experience in paying for these services was so awful that I immediately started to think about card not present merchants. And so I started talking to these merchants and trying to sell them on payment processing because that's, you know, who I am, right? And I'm like, hey, this is, 
ridiculous. You're literally mailing me a paper invoice and expecting me to call you on the phone or mail you a check. Like, this is crazy. I don't want to do this. Like, why on earth is this what's happening? Why aren't you accepting, you know, uh, card payments online? Why aren't you having a hosted payment page? So I started reaching out to these companies and I was like, this is going to be easy. And when I talked to them, they're all like, well, that's interesting. You know, maybe they didn't want to pay the fees or that kind of complaint, you know, but we can get past that. But then I hit this big, like brick wall and this brick wall was the solutions that were available. So then I'm like, okay, cool. I had them interested. What am I going to sell them? You know, I'd never really sold home service providers before. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I can sell them on some kind of a virtual terminal. And so I looked into some of these options. And one of the things we kept coming back to is people would say, well, we use QuickBooks to keep track of our accounting, to keep track of everything. And I'm like, okay, my company uses QuickBooks as well. And so I started looking into this and I discovered Biller Genie. Okay. And so when I discovered Biller Genie, the light bulb kind of went on. I'm like, and off of my head, I'm like, okay, wait a second. Here's an opportunity that we need. The agents in our industry need to understand that there is this huge untapped market. Let me show you how huge this untapped market is. I think this first slide might really surprise uh, some of you. Okay. You may be aware of QuickBooks, but you may not understand. And I didn't understand until I started doing this research. You may not really appreciate how pervasive QuickBooks is and what a huge hold they have on the market. Are you ready for these numbers? Check this out. There are 32 million, what we call SMBs, small and medium businesses in the United States. Okay. 32 million. 83% of those businesses use QuickBooks. That is an insane amount of market share, like insane, okay? All of these business owners are using QuickBooks for their accounting, okay? So 83% are using QuickBooks, all right? When you find something, when you look at your market and you're like, I want to go after this particular market to build a portfolio and you find something, anything that 83% of those businesses are using, what do you do? You find a way to integrate with that, right? And you go to market and say, hey, we can work together with whatever this software is. In this case, it's QuickBooks, okay? Now, obviously a lot of businesses that are using QuickBooks are, you know, card present, you know, your local retail store, pizza shop or hair salon, they're using QuickBooks, right? And we're already going after those merchants with point of sale systems and, and credit card terminals and all that. But this is an interesting number to me. 55% of those that are using QuickBooks are also invoicing their clients as their primary means of payment. Okay. So think about that. That is 14.5 million <laughs> businesses in the US. That is like a staggering number. Okay. Especially when you consider that most of the ISOs, at least the ones that I work with, large ISOs, this represents a very tiny fraction of their portfolio, maybe five to 10% of, you know, businesses that invoice for payment. So there's this huge untapped opportunity here to go after these business types who are invoicing. Now, what are these business types, right? Let's take a look at a, at a list here. Okay. So I'm not going to go through all of these. I just want to put this up and kind of go through the top level and to get your mind turning a little bit to think about, do you know, do you have businesses that fit this description in your area, in your market? And are you currently selling to them? Are you, do you have a portfolio with them? Because I've had so many people I've talked to lately, individual agents who are saying to me, James, I'm feeling a little stuck, right? I want to build a, a future-proof portfolio, but I'm trying to figure out, is it point of sale? Is it, you know, do I go after ISVs? What do I do? 
And right now, honestly, at the top of my list, as far as for the average agent who just wants to, they've been selling credit card terminals and they want to switch gears a little bit. Card not present is just so much easier. It's not like you got to understand this crazy point of sale system or install it or anything. It's just this very simple approach to go after card not present. Okay. So here's an example. And again, I'm going to run through these in 30 seconds and, and, you know, uh, we can send this to you after the event, the slides, you can see it. But the idea is home maintenance providers, which is what I was just talking about a little bit ago, right? Um, construction services, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, painters, roofers, tillers, general contractors. These are all business types who send invoices to get paid. Okay. They send invoices to get paid. Um, professional services, law firms, marketing firms, accountants, consultants, uh, printing and promotional services. Uh, we have recurring services. Now, this is one you might not have, uh, have thought of, but these are businesses that have to send out invoices, um, you know, landscape companies that have a ongoing, you know, service like lawn care uh, type service, um, software as a service companies, personal trainers, magazines, gyms, spas and wellness. These are businesses that they send out a, an invoice every month and they get paid, okay? And then B2B, right? So manufacturers, logistics, distributors, what all of these have in common is two things. Number one, they send invoices out for payment. And number two, they use QuickBooks and they use QuickBooks for accounting. Okay. So you have this huge group of 14 and a half million merchants represented primarily by the list you're looking at on this slide. Okay. These are merchants who are sending invoices to get paid and they're using QuickBooks for accounting services. Now, again, look at this slide and ask yourself, is there an opportunity here for you to build a portfolio of these merchants if you had something really simple and easy to sell to these merchants, right? If you could sell your normal payment processing to them and it was as simple as installing a, a standalone credit card machine, you know, something that easy you could sell to them, could you build a portfolio? And I think the answer for everybody on this call is yes, you could. I mean, these, these are business types that we all have in our market. We have lots of them in our market, okay? So who are the competitors and what do these business owners really want? All right. Now in a few minutes, I'm going to start interviewing um, Garima, but I have two more slides I want to show you because as I was thinking about kind of framing this topic and my own experience, both now selling a lot of these card not present merchants, but also my experience with as a, a, a CEO of a company that uses QuickBooks for accounting, there's a couple of things I think we should be all really aware of. Okay. The first thing we should be aware of is Intuit, okay? Now, let's, let's, let's zoom out for just a second, right? Before we get super practical, let's think about this for a minute. QuickBooks has 83% market share, okay? That means these businesses are using QuickBooks. Now, QuickBooks owns Intuit payments. Every time, listen, listen, for those of you that don't use QuickBooks, Every time I log into QuickBooks to look at our you know, profit and loss report or look at our balance sheet or whatever, right? Every time I log in, I get a nice big banner ad that says, start accepting payments through QuickBooks. And all I have to do is click that button. They've already got most of my information and I fill out this little app and I click a button and boom, I'm now accepting payments through Intuit. That is a powerful, powerful competitor. Okay. Now, what do these merchants want? The ones that we're talking about? Well, what they want is two things. They want to get paid faster, first of all. So they're sending paper invoices out. And I'll talk to Grima more about that, their pain points, but they're, they're sending paper invoices out. They're waiting on payments. So we have these issues. They want to get paid faster, right? 
um, with you know less hassle. But the other thing is they want everything to integrate seamlessly with QuickBooks because that's the accounting software that they're mostly using, right? So Intuit is coming to these merchants every time they log into QuickBooks and saying, hey, why are you still sending these paper invoices out? Just click this button and you can accept payments to Intuit, right? And it's built right into QuickBooks, okay? So this is a huge competitor. Now, here's what's interesting. What you're going to find out there in the marketplace, though, is that although they have this banner add up, there's a lot of these merchants that have not jumped on that bandwagon. A lot have, but there's a huge chunk of the market that is like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that yet. And they're still doing it the old fashioned way, sending out the paper invoices. Why? Because they need somebody to sell them. They need somebody to convince them that there's a better way, right? And that's what we're all really good at. All of us that are on this call, that's what we're really good at. So what I found that I think is a pretty cool solution, and I'm going to talk to Grimi here in a minute, is Biller Genie. So what Biller Genie does, and we'll dive into a lot more details, but Biller Genie sits in the middle between your payment processing and QuickBooks. It's processor agnostic, right? So they don't do the payment processing, but they sit in the middle and they make this data synchronized back and forth both ways. So what this does is it gives you this opportunity now to go out in the field, to sell payment processing services, and then to integrate it into uh, you know, to QuickBooks. So we're gonna talk more about pain points and all that stuff, but I want you to think about this opportunity for a minute because again, you know, the reason I love doing these events is because of the emails that I get. You've all heard it if you've been at any of my events. I do these because I love the emails I get two, three, four, five months later, a year later that says, James, I was on this event a year ago. I latched onto that and I started building a portfolio of these merchant types and now I'm at 10,000 a month. 20,000 a month, 50,000 a month in residual income um, because I latched onto this idea. I promise you there will be many of you that are attending right now that are going to be sending me that email in a year because you've never gone after the card not present or it's just not been a major focus for you because you didn't quite have that smooth experience to sell those particular merchants. But what you're going to see today and what you're going to learn today about these business types, I think is going to show you a different path where you can give them what they want, which is they want to get paid faster and they want it to be integrated with QuickBooks. But you can do this really simple thing that you're already really good at, which is you can sell payment processing. Now, I have one more question before I introduce uh, Garima, because again, just curiosity uh, and everything. So um, before I introduce Garima, how many of you right now, uh, what I'd love for you to put is in the question box, just put the word either available or not available. And what I mean by that is, do you know if right now, does your current processor that you're selling for or one of the processors you're selling for, are they, is, is Biller Genie currently available to you? Like you could go sell Biller Genie right now. That's available or whether you're, you're not sure or it's not available, put not available. I'm just kind of curious how many of you already have this available to you uh, versus how many of you do not. Um, so I tell you what, Garima, while they're doing that, if you want to go ahead and get your uh, your camera and everything on there, I will uh, introduce you here in just a second. Ooh. Awesome. So I, I want to introduce everybody to Garima. Garima is the president at Biller Genie. How are you doing today, Garima? Good, Harry. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. So uh, it looks really good. I'm looking at this and there's quite a few people who are saying not available right now. So there's a lot of agents out there who this is a whole new concept for them, this whole idea of Biller Genie. So I thought what you could do is just start off agreement uh, by just introducing our audience to this concept. What in the world got you and your co-founder into this whole thing of QuickBooks and invoicing and all that? Tell us your story a little bit. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I come from payments. Um, both myself and my partner have sold payments, um, feet on the street, have been selling merchant services since 2002 when it could sell a trans 330 and lease it, right? So like nice, have nice. done all the things. Um, and as we started selling to more ISVs and some B2B merchants and some of these larger merchants, they kept asking, do you have a solution for QuickBooks? And so we tried all of them, right? We tried all of the various QuickBooks plugins that exist in the market and either they didn't work or they were really hard for the customer to use or they didn't integrate with all the different versions of QuickBooks, or I mean, there was just so many issues and you'd almost lose your merchant because you were trying to give them the solution. So that's really where Billergeny came from. It's not like we ever went out saying, oh, let's go build a software. Neither one of us are accountants that said this would be what we should do. Um, it just kind of worked out that way. And now our software is really geared towards payment professionals to give them that solution to connect their mid into QuickBooks in a very seamless fashion. I love it. So, you know, I already touched on some different business types, right? That I know you guys go after, but what I'd really love to hear from you and to share with our audience is like, what is the reality of their current experience? You know, how are these, these merchants currently getting paid? What is that pain point that's, that's driving them to action and driving them to companies like Bill or Jeannie? Absolutely. So let's think about landscapers for a second, because this is, a, this is one that we see a lot. Um, landscapers, pool companies, you definitely talked about all the different industries, but let's talk about, let's say it's Joe's landscaping and he comes out to your place and he decides to add palm trees and do a whole bunch of things to your house. Today, he's not using Billergeny. He's using QuickBooks though. So he goes back after he's done adding your palm trees and everything else. And he says, James owes me $10,000 for all these palm trees, true green, cutting his grass. And he puts all of the line items in. Then he goes to Adobe or he goes to Excel and he creates the invoice and he puts his logo on it. He puts all the line items back on it. And now he has got to get it to you. So he mails it to you. He emails it to you. He sends you a text, something, and you're getting, you're getting this, oh, I need to pay him. But now you need to pay him. And you kind of touched on the issues that you had around payment. So how do you pay him? Oh, you got to send him a check, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, Cash App. Maybe you have to call him specifically when he's in the office to give him a card number. Maybe you have to write your card number down and kind of mail it in a super non-PCI compliant fashion, right? So you're right. sending this over to him. He's receiving that information and he's like, okay, now I've got to go deposit the check. I've got to go enter this into my virtual terminal, something. So he's got to take some action. Then he has to go back into QuickBooks. He has to mark that invoice as paid. He has to check the amounts, put the tender type, handle all the reconciliation and send you a receipt that says, hey, James, thanks for doing this. That's just one customer that Joe's landscaping has. That's his reality today. If he were to be using Biller Genie, he would use QuickBooks like he always has. He's go is going to go in and he's going to say, James owes me $10,000. But the moment he does that, he hits save and he's done. We have a bi-directional sync with QuickBooks. We send out that invoice for him on his letterhead, his logo, his colors, his verbiage. We handle all the collections. So at the bottom of the invoice, it says pay via credit you know, debit, Apple Pay, ACH, it says that. So you go ahead and click that button on your phone. So you're probably gonna make that payment a lot quicker. You make that payment. We see that it went through. We go ahead and back into QuickBooks. We close out that invoice. We mark it as paid. We put the tender type and amount and we send out a receipt to you that says, hey, James, so thanks so much for doing business. So that's really his reality kind of before and after. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. And, and, you know, if you would have told me this like two and a half years ago, Garima, I would have been like, no, that can't like that can't be what's really happening. Like really with all the, you know, you're right. I mean, like what you just described is literally what I experienced like 15 times in buying a house and having all these home service providers that were charging a lot of money, but it was like unbelievable. And, and you know, what's interesting is 
they all got paid really slowly from me because I didn't have time. I'm like, when am I going to like write a check? I don't do that. I didn't even have any checks. I don't know where they are. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just this crazy experience of going back and forth with them in this very inconvenient. And the net result was, at least for me, working with them, it was a lot more work for them. And it was a much slower payment, right? That was, that was coming through what they were getting. So talk about QuickBooks and all this. You know, how important is the QuickBooks relationship to these merchants? How important is it that this information gets synchronized? And it, like, what, how do they view QuickBooks relative to like, how important is that relationship, you know? Yeah, so I kind of liken it to my iPhone. I'm an iPhone user. Right. And if someone were to tell me that I had to change to Android, I would be, I, I don't even know how I would handle that um, because I just don't know how an Android right. works. Me too. Uh, I've yeah. been using an iPhone for so long. And that's kind of what a business owner is like with QuickBooks. I mean, QuickBooks runs their entire back office. It's their PL, their general ledger, um, all of their inventory, timesheets. I mean, everything for their business is run through QuickBooks. And this idea of invoicing accounts receivable, that whole, it's, it's just such a tiny part of their entire QuickBooks experience. So trying to get a merchant, which is what I used to do. I used to tell merchants all the time, yeah, 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 we work with QuickBooks. Just put the terminal on your desk and put it in QuickBooks too, right? I mean, right. that's not a true integration. And for the merchant, it's right. telling them to switch from QuickBooks or not do business through QuickBooks the way they always have is completely changing their business process. And as we all know, selling merchants for as long as we have, trying to change the way a merchant does business is never the path of least resistance. It always is difficult and it's met with a lot of um, issues. So it's it's a huge part of their business. Got it. So, all right. So now what I want to do, and this is really the question I think all of the, our listeners really want to understand. And that is, you know, when we look at, you know, what Bill or Jeannie does, can you also, you just kind of touched on this idea of sending the invoice and all that, but can you kind of add in the, the, you know, payment processing perspective? So what yeah. exactly does Bill or Genie do and how does that uh, relate to those who are listening, the agents, the ISO uh, world, you know, how do you work with them? So we, we work only through partnerships and because we come from payments, our customers all come from payment providers, banks, that's who we work with. And our, we kind of look at our solution as like a solution made by payments people for payments people, um, which is really cool. So we are fully agnostic. We take your mid, we work on almost every gateway out there that exists, we're integrated to. So we take those mids onto that gateway and we're able to process all those transactions through Biller Genie on, um, on the ISO or agents mid. Okay. And so, so let me see if I can restate this to make sure our audience would, would understand. So the idea would be they go out and sell a payment processing account just like they would now. Whoever they're currently with, they sell it. Um, they also need to make sure they have a gateway set up so they have their bar, whatever that is. Um, right. Then they go into the uh, you know, Bill or Genie system. So talk about that part of it. So they have a they have a merchant account, they have a gateway account. What what happens next? How does that work? So it's actually really easy. We have a really quick web form that has maybe about 10 or 15 fields on it, which is just the merchant's name, their phone number, their email address, their mid, any information about contacting them, and then a very small line about that gateway information. It's one or two lines about the gateway. As soon as that is filled out and saved, that comes over to us. Their Bill or Genie account is created. It's really that quick. And our team is reaching out to say, hey, Mr. Merchant, we're so excited to work with you. We got your information because um, James from this merchant processor sent us over to you saying that he wanted to connect your account to QuickBooks. We're here to help you with that. And we connect their account to QuickBooks. It takes us anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes to get them fully connected and trained on how the system works. Fantastic. Awesome. 
So here's what I want to do. I want to, oh, you know, one last thing we didn't talk about actually before I get in. So if you have questions, ask them. I'm about to give you the link you need for the free training. So bear with me for a second on that. Or if you have questions, you can start typing them out in the question box and we'll do our best to answer those. But um, we didn't talk about pricing because I think this is actually kind of yeah. interesting. So talk about how that, because I know a lot of agents are going to want to know that, like, how does that work? And what, you know, what does the pricing look like? Yeah, we tried to make this as simple as possible. So there's no upfront fees, there's no set of fees, and there's no contract with Billergy at all. Um, we charge the merchant directly a $24.95 fee. That's what we charge them monthly to use the Billergy services. And then we rev share that back into our partners as well. That is fantastic. Awesome. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the next slide. I want to tell all of you what uh, I have created together with Billergy. And then I'm going to pull up questions and Grima and I will do our best to answer those. So again, if you already have questions, just type them out in the question box. Glad to answer those for you as best we can. Um, but before we do that, you're going to notice that there is a, a link on the screen. It is ccsalespro.com slash BG. I'm actually going to put this in the chat real quick to make sure you got this. Um, slash BG. Um, so you should get this in the chat. Um, oh, you know what? Hold on. We better do an HTTPS. That may not work. Let's try that again. There we go. So um, ccsalespro.com slash BG for Biller Genie. So BG. Um, what that's going to do is it's going to redirect you to a page on Biller Genie's website. has a little form for you to fill out. Now, here's the cool thing, though. As soon as you fill out that form and hit click submit, it's going to redirect you to the learning management system. You just put your email and password in there to set up your account. And you're immediately going to be logged into a training program that I did. So I've been working. How long have you been working together on this? Four months or something. Yeah, it's been four yeah. months. Um, so it's you know I'm I, I have to learn what these things are before I can train people. So I've I've been playing with it. We've connected it to QuickBooks. We've worked on some merchant accounts together. It's been really fun. So I now have this comprehensive course that explains not just really Biller Genie, although of course that's part of it, but more importantly, it explains to you how to sell these merchants. Like how do you find them? What do you say to them? How do you sell them? What are their commonly asked questions and objections? And how do we overcome those? And so if you look at this and say, this is where I could build a portfolio of merchant accounts, go ahead and head over to ccsalespro.com slash BG. We're going to start answering some questions. But again, I'd love for everybody to do me a huge favor right now. If you're still listening, you obviously have some kind of an interest in this. So just do me a favor and take one second right now to click that link or just type it in while I'm answering the question. So it's ccsalespro.com slash BG for Biller Genie. Fill out that form and then go ahead and log into the training and then just leave it pulled up there. Um, and then obviously you can go in and, and uh, go through that training whenever you would like. All right, here we go. So let's go through some questions here, Garima. Let's see what we got. Um, oh, let's see here. Do you integrate with buy now, bill me later services? I would think that would be a, something very different, right? The NPL. No, we don't integrate with the NPL at this moment. Right. So this is, again, I think maybe to clarify, right, it's like, well, maybe you could give it like, what are, what are the criteria agreement? Like what are, what's an ideal merchant for Bill or Jeannie? Yeah, it's going to be someone that's card not present that uses QuickBooks or Zero, but mostly QuickBooks and sends out an invoice. So with buy now, pay later, a lot of times it's because someone wants to make a payment over time. We can handle what we call partial or installation payments. So going back to my example of the landscaper, if James really did buy $10,000 worth of palm trees and he wanted to pay that over a four month period, we would be able to initiate that and handle that invoicing process in our system. Got it. So you wouldn't you wouldn't integrate with an outside BNPL provider, but if the merchant wanted to provide their own buy now and pay over a period of time, they could set that up. Exactly. Cool. QuickBooks desktop integration. Absolutely. This is a big one. So we always hear that some 
systems, maybe integrate QuickBooks Online or QuickBooks Desktop or QuickBooks Enterprise. We integrate with all versions of QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Desktop, QuickBooks Enterprise, QuickBooks Pro. The only thing we don't work with is QuickBooks POS because we are not a point of sale solution. Um, but we do integrate with all these versions of QuickBooks. As long as it's past the year like 2010, which should be just about all of them, we do right. integrate with every version of QuickBooks that's out there. Got it. Um, let's see. We talked about the cost of the merchants, $24.95. So, so again, obviously, you know, you're you're still, you know, as the, um, you know, those of you that are listening, you're still selling payment processing. They're getting their payment processing statement. Like all that's the same and you can sell them like whatever you want there, right? But then... Bill or Genie, in order to use that, is $24.95 a month. How is that build actually, uh, Grima? Is that like direct to the merchant you build them, or how do you do that? We build a merchant monthly on the first of every month. Cool. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good question, actually. Um, so talk about the branding a little bit. So does this, is this a Bill or Genie thing? Is it white labeled? You know, what's the brand experience? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's actually fully branded to the merchant themselves. So going back to my landscaping example... Right. If Joe's landscaping was a customer of Bill or Genie, then when James logs in or James goes to pay that bill, he's going to see everything from Joe's landscaping. And it's going to look like he's in James landscaping portal or he gets an invoice directly from James, Lands James landscaping. We really want to be in the back end and make the merchant center of, center of attraction. Cool. There's a lot of questions in here about specific gateways. I'm just going to save everybody time and tell you the answer is yes to all the ones I've seen. Bill or Genie integrates with like all of the gateways. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's... Somewhere out there, there must be one you're not integrated with, but I don't know what it is. They integrate with literally, like if you can think of the name of a gateway that you sell, it's probably integrated. And even more than that, a lot of the larger processing companies have their own gateways directly integrated as well. So I won't get into all that, you know, but again, you can reach out. And, and if you go to ccsalespro.com slash BG, fill that form out, they're going to send you some information. You can reach out to them and ask about your specific gateway. But I can, again, save you time and tell you the answer is almost always going to be yes, they do integrate with that gateway. Um, uh, so what about merchants who have also some card present, you know, face to face? I don't know, maybe the the plumber wants to take some in-person transactions occasionally. I don't know. Talk, talk about how you handle that. Absolutely. So within Billergeny, we also have a virtual terminal that is also set up within Billergeny. Um, and a MagTap swiper can easily be connected with USB and those card present transactions can be taken. That's obviously not the main form of business, but we have all kinds of businesses like HVAC and plumbers, like you talked about, who may have 10 to 15% of their business that does come in card present and we're able to accommodate that. Beautiful, cool. Um, one of the things here too, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to summarize, there's so many of these questions in here. Um, one of the interesting ones is talking about the compensation and the cost structure. So we have um, the $24.95, you know, to clarify for everybody, it's like, you know, what split are you getting or whatever? It's like, you're making money on the payment processing piece, right? So that's your, you know, whatever you're getting there, you're getting, um, you know, Bill or Genie's not taking a cut of that. So then Grima, you mentioned, you know, rev shares and that sort of thing. Is the rev share on the $24.95 or is it that you can sell it for more than that? Or how does that work? The rep shares on the twenty four ninety five, and our team will make sure that we're very clear about that when we speak to each one, cool. one of you. But absolutely, we do a rep share on the twenty four ninety five. Awesome. Okay, good. So then, so again, go to ccsalespro.com slash BG, fill that form out, and you can talk to them about that. Um, let's see. We already talked about if we need a terminal. Um, let's see here. Oh, I know. So here's another one. What about somebody who, um, you know, they, they don't want to use the QuickBooks integration, but they just want to invoice people? right? Like yeah. a standalone kind of invoicing. Talk about that a little bit. A couple, a couple people Absolutely. brought that up. 
though we absolutely have the ability to do standalone invoicing, um, that does come up, especially for customers who may not be using QuickBooks, maybe they're a little bit smaller, or maybe they're using uh, industry-specific software, like a Field Edge or something like that, and they still want to be able to do invoicing. We absolutely support that. We can handle standalone invoicing, standalone sales receipts, and everything else, and keep all that customer data very accessible for that merchant. Cool. So I knew this was going to come up, so I'll throw it at you and you can answer however vague you would prefer to answer. But you know, dual pricing, cash discounting, all this is coming up in the questions. What do you want to say about that as far as the, the features you provide to processors? <laughs> Absolutely. So we have what's called a technology fee and our technology fee can be added on to any reseller. So any of our um, ISOs agents can use this. And it's just a way for us to add a percentage or you to add a percentage that can help cover some of the cost of that processing if the merchant would like to do so. Um, it is only on credit cards. It's not on ACH. Um, and we are ensuring that that comes up as a separate line item on that invoice. And more, uh, more so, we're also actually reconciling that correctly. So we're ensuring that it goes in as a separate revenue item so it can be offset with a journal entry to the expense that's coming from merchant services. Yeah, that's a big thing too. Like it's so important. A lot of this stuff, like for those of you that are listening, if you've never sold these merchandise before, you may not understand the intricacies of like, this has to go back into QuickBooks. So it's not, you know, it's not just like a one-way integration where either you're, oh, we, we're going to send the invoice out or, oh, we're going to send the payment. It's both. And so there's a lot of reconciliation that goes into that. Um, and so that was one thing I was really impressed by is, is you know, Bill or Jeannie, I feel like you guys have taken a lot of time to get that right and just to like make sure that it just, it works. Because it's like QuickBooks is not the easiest thing. Everybody's like, oh, QuickBooks is so easy. It's really not. Like <laughs> it's easy to get it screwed up, really, you know? Absolutely. So, oh, here's another interesting question then. I mean, you talk about the technology fee and things like that. Do you find that a lot of these merchant types, do they go that route? Do they prefer awesome. Interchange Plus? Like, I'm just curious, a couple of questions yeah, about that. Yeah, actually, I would say at least, and I don't have the numbers offhand, but I would say at least 50 to 60% of our merchants do like having that technology fee, especially because you got to think that these merchants have much higher tickets. So right. with the higher Get. Maybe they weren't taking credit card in the past because they were worried that it was cost prohibitive. So a lot of them do go the route of technology fees to help offset some of those fees that they may be charged for credit card processing. Cool. Um, a lot one of questions here. Sorry, one thing to add to that. Um, this is something that's pretty exciting. I think for credit card processing uh, people that are on the phone here, we automatically pass level two and level three data. So all these transactions do qualify as level two and level three. Um, so if you are charging a flat rate, your residuals will be happy. They'll, they'll look yeah. great because you'll be getting uh, you'll be getting the benefit of the level two and level three. I love it. Yeah, interchange optimization, especially if you're going to go after B2B merchants, um, you know, they're mostly invoicing. And so this is a great way to give them that option. Um, questions in here about ACH. So maybe touch on how you handle ACH and what the options are there, maybe. Absolutely. So like James said, we're integrated to I think right now over 18, maybe 25 different gateways. So with that, we're also integrated to quite a few different ACH providers. If you work with an ACH provider, great. If not, we have quite a few partners as well that are available within the Billagini system that make it pretty seamless for a merchant to go ahead and get an ACH provider. It's not Billagini, but there are ACH providers that are just baked into our platform if the merchant would like to go that route or if you'd like the merchant to go that route. Um, totally different question here. Several people asked about how you would compare to other platforms. I'm not going to use names here, but, um, you know, obviously there's other competitors that, that, you know, claim to do similar things and, and whatnot. What do you feel like sets Bill or Genie apart as far as other companies that claim to integrate payment processing into QuickBooks? Sure. So there's this kind of group of products that I would call plugins. And I am like some of them we're actually working with and Re redoing and now we're becoming their de facto solution because those were 
customer, I'm sorry, merchant facing. So the merchant would have to log into QuickBooks and it was a virtual terminal built into QuickBooks where they're not taking your card and that's going into QuickBooks. So going back to my landscaping example, Joe, the landscaper, he's calling James, getting James's card information, keying it into a virtual terminal that is built within QuickBooks and that's how it's taking that transaction. And that's what a true QuickBooks plugin looks like for most of our, most of our competitors that are out there in the marketplace. Um, we make it a lot easier for the customers to make a payment as well as for the merchants to still handle virtual terminal. But in our case, because the customer is receiving that invoice and now making a payment with the palm of their hand or in their email, it makes it a lot simpler. Got it, awesome. Um, let's see here. So we have, by the way, if, if I didn't get your question yet, there's like a ton of questions in here. So I'm trying to do my best to kind of group them a little bit here. but. Um, you know, Gary just wants to know where to find out more about the software. Again, if you go to ccsalespro.com slash BG for Bill or Jeannie, um, that's going to put you right on the landing page, fill out this little form. They can reach out to you, but it's also going to redirect you to one more page. Fill that out with email and password to get into the training. Uh, we'll keep answering questions because there's a, a ton of them. A lot of them are, are actually really, really good. Um, you know, curious, this is a really off topic here, but I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you, what are your thoughts on P2P, you know, Zelle, um, Venmo, because this particular segment of the market has kind of started to embrace a little bit of that. What are you seeing with that? And what are your thoughts on how that plays into the ISO agent world? Yeah, we're seeing that a lot more with the smaller side of yeah. this market, right? right? So like we're seeing that a lot more in kind of the micros and some of these larger entities that are like plumbers, electricians, whatever, maybe the single plumber may use it or the single electrician may use it. But these electrician companies and plumbing companies are definitely not. It's extremely cost prohibitive for them to go the route of a Zelle or a Venmo or something like that for businesses, which is why we don't see large businesses doing it. Um, and they are looking for a full way to handle not just the payment, but the reconciliation of that payment and what right. happens when that transaction comes in. So it's not usually something that a merchant is excited about taking as a form of payment. And then also remembering that um, those merchants, if they're taking any of those forms of payments, are obviously not running on your rails. Right, of course, yeah. And so I think I think the other thing that's interesting takeaway, you mentioned it already, but it's like, if they're taking Zelle, they're probably small enough that you're really not going to make very much money on that account. Um, the larger ones realize that that's actually not the intended use there. Um, they're supposed to be a business account and, and it's a whole other thing. So um, yeah, so um, Sean, again, I'll just repeat this because I, you may have jumped off for a minute, Sean, but the, the monthly cost to use Bill or Genie is $24.95 a month. And then again, you do the payment processing. So that stays the way you do it now. Um, oh, let's see here. Hold on, I'm trying to, okay, let's see. Um, so the cost for the agent to participate in this service, you know, there's a bunch more of these questions in agreement. One more time, let's just restate, because this is a, this is a new thing. I mean, honestly, a lot of agencies, they've never heard of this, right? But can you restate one more time for them? Like, how does this work? I'm an agent, I sell for some processing company, and I want to offer this awesome thing that we just talked about. How does it work from a financial perspective for them? Yeah, there's no upfront fees, no cost, no setup fees, no long-term contracts. We bill the merchant directly and we bill them $24.95 a month. And we do a rev share back to the agent for the software fees. But you get to keep 100% of what you make on payment processing and we bill them the $24.95 and give you a rev share on that. Cool. I love this next question. It's actually one of my favorite ones. Before I ask it though, if you're still on here and you haven't gone over to the link yet, Please do that real quick while we're just answering questions. Um, ccsalespro.com slash BG. Um, click the link in the chat. Make sure you fill out that form real quick so that you can get more information because a lot of you are asking about marketing materials or training or whatever. 
that's where it is. Just go there. They've got all the partner resources. Um, in the training I did, I actually worked with um, Grima and her team to make like a demo uh, that we did in our new studio. We have a short version, a long version. We've got all kinds of stuff. So um, we got a pitch deck. We have a bunch of different things. So a lot of resources you can get. But here's the question, Grima. So why wouldn't they just use Intuit and the built-in QuickBooks invoicing? I know you and I talked a lot about this. What's the differentiation and why, are, why is Biller Genie actually a better option than QuickBooks' own version of this? Uh, that's a great, I love that question. So yes. I would say the first, we're going we're gonna to kind of answer this question a few different ways. The first reason is you don't want them to use Intuit because if they use Intuit, they're not using. That's the easy one. But why does the merchant, why is it not great for the merchant to use Intuit? Well, first of all, Intuit is extremely expensive. It's a pretty high rate for merchant services um, and ACH processing and everything else that you're getting through Intuit. Number two, everything that the merchant does through Intuit is branded as Intuit. So when they send out that invoice, and if you've ever received a QuickBooks invoice, it looks like it's coming from QuickBooks. It's not coming from Joe's Landscaping. It's coming from QuickBooks Merchant Services or QuickBooks Invoicing. QuickBooks also does not have the ability to do things like not just custom invoices, custom emails, or custom colors, but it also can't do um, auto pay. So if you have a lot of these merchants have the same customers coming back over and over again for either subscriptions or different amounts that they want to pay, QuickBooks today doesn't have the ability to do that. They also don't have the ability to do level two and level three processing. They don't have the ability to do technology fees. And um, a lot of the other kind of reporting that we do in reconciliation, QuickBooks themselves do not do that. So much so, in fact, that we are in the QuickBooks marketplace and QuickBooks sends their merchants to us for these services. Yep, pretty cool. Um, another question I thought was interesting. It's a really specific one, but I think it speaks to a larger thing. Does this work with Fiserv Omaha backend? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I mean, the idea here is there's a lot, it works with the gateway, right? And so as long as it doesn't really matter about that, it just matters which gateway you're going to go through. Is that the exactly. way you'd answer that? Exactly. All right, cool. So yeah, so again, that's, it's going to work with everybody on here. If you're selling payment processing, you know, it's not like integration is a problem here. You're going to use whatever gateway is your favorite gateway to set this out up. And then Biller Genie is going to integrate with that gateway. Um, let's see here. I think we're, I'm, I, there's a couple more here, but I want to kind of group them a little bit. Keep asking your questions, by the way. I'll keep answering them. If you, if you need to jump off, I understand that. The only thing I'd say is before you jump off, go to ccsalespro.com slash BG. Um, can the merchants send invoices from QuickBooks directly? So let's go back and let's talk about that now one more time. So I'm a, I'm a merchant. What do I have to do to send an invoice and get paid? Sure. So if the way that they do it with Billigy, we have a bi-directional sync that's syncing all day, every day into QuickBooks. So we're pulling that information out of QuickBooks and sending that invoice for them. All the merchant needs to do is create some of those line items in QuickBooks that says, hey, Joe or James owes me $10,000. These are the things he owes it for. The moment he, that merchant hits save, we send out that invoice for them with their letterhead, their logo, their verbiage, and all of the additional information, including the line items and the customer details that we pulled from QuickBooks. Cool. Love it. Um, by the way, this is being recorded. I had a couple of people ask about that. So if you missed the first part, uh, I saw one of you here that was uh, feeding your kid when we started the event. Believe me, I understand. Uh, that'll be on YouTube on Monday or Tuesday. So you can check that out. Uh, let's see, a bunch of more questions here. Uh, yeah, so the training link. Somebody, Jan's asking for the training link again. Uh, just go to ccsalespro.com slash BG. When you fill that form out, it's then going to redirect you to the training uh, portal. And of course, Biller Genie's team is going to reach out to you as well. Um, Gary wants to know, can we build a merchant from our side? Like say it's a larger ISO, they want to build a merchant directly. Do they do that or does it always go through Bill or Genie with the billing? Yeah, it always goes through Bill or Genie just because um, the merchant, like the merchant can 
turn things on or off and it's just easier that we build them directly, especially because we are a no contract type situation. So they can kind of turn that on or off or change how they're handling that billing on our side. Cool. Oh, this is a great question. I should have answered this earlier. Does our company need to offer Bill or Genie or can we get it direct? Yes, you can get it direct. So if you're on here, you can offer Bill or Genie. I was asking that because for some of you, your upstream you know, processing partner, most likely for many of you already offers Bill or Genie. You may not even realize it, but you know, they may already offer it. But if you are like, hey, right now, I don't know for sure that they do, just go to ccsalespro.com slash BG, go in, fill out that form, and then they'll reach out and you can become a Bill or Genie reseller. You don't have to go through your upstream partner for that. Because I kind of figure, honestly, for a lot of you now, if you're not a, a larger ISO, you probably have two or three companies you work with. Um, and so it, it's a lot of cases, I would actually advise that you just sign up yourself. That way you can sell it for whoever you want and then you can you know, do whatever gateway you want. Um, and, and so that can be beneficial. Okay. Uh, yeah, awesome. So um, let's see. Yeah, only last one. I'm trying to summarize these. There's so many of them. So what about, um, if I summarize this question, I saw three or four of them here. What is the what is the pitch to the merchant, right? So like when you think about the merchant themselves, I'm, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to start this. I've never done this before. I'm going to start calling landscapers tomorrow. I'm going to start calling HVAC on Monday, whatever. Um, what's the pitch to them? What are the questions that I need to ask them to kind of get the information to start this conversation? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So the, the basics are, you know, do you send invoices, do you use QuickBooks? That just really qualifies them, right? But when we start thinking about that pain point and the problem, I like to ask people like, hey, does everybody pay you on time? Do you ever have a problem with late payments or does, is it time consuming to send out invoices or is it something that you do and it's super easy? I have never once had a customer tell me that invoicing is easy. I've never had someone tell me that, oh yeah, everybody pays me on time. It's no problem. And by the way, if those are the answers, they probably don't need us. Although I really haven't heard anybody say that. One statistic that was really interesting to me when we were starting Biller Genie is that 90% of businesses in the world, in the world, do not automate this process of billing and accounts receivable, which or wow. which is crazy. Um, is and crazy. so you kind of said like, oh, these numbers blew you away when we first started talking about it. The same thing happened for me three years ago when we were first talking about Billergy. I was like, this must exist. People must do it. I don't know what you're talking about. This sounds dumb. And then really talking to these merchants and talking to these ideas, um, talking to these businesses out there and realizing that truly 90% of them do not automate this process and are feeling so much pain. So asking them questions about, you know, how, how hard is it to get paid? How long does it take you to send out invoicing? How does billing work at your company? Do you need help with that? If I made that process simpler for you, would that be worth something to you? I mean, that's really those questions that we want to get those merchants to answer. And you'll start hearing the pain points and it's just organically going to be a much easier conversation because they know how difficult this is. Um, you know, James, I don't know if we talked about it, but you mentioned how long it took the merchants to get paid when yes. you were when you were trying to pay them. Yeah, when they were trying to get me to pay them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the industry average is in the US, it takes a merchant between 47 and 53 days to get paid on an invoice, which is a really long time, right? Like I sent out a bill, it takes me almost two months to get paid on that. That's crazy. With Biller Genie, we see that it takes a merchant an average of seven to eight days to get paid, which is just so much better for that business. They get cash flow. And so that's a huge reason or selling point that you might want to talk to your merchants about as well. Absolutely. Love it. Okay. We're going to just do one more question and we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, by the way, just a little uh, house cleaning thing. Uh, somebody had mentioned here, they're having an issue with the form there. Just, I went through just right now, I was just doing it to make sure it was working fine. Um, just when you do the phone number, just don't put dashes or anything in there. Just put the digits. Um, that's what I did and it, it is working fine. Uh, so sorry about that for one of you that had a little issue. Um, 
Okay, a uh, last question let's ask here. Uh, let's do the demo. So when the merchant says, that sounds interesting, but I kind of want to see a demo, what do you what do? you do? Well, because we have James is such an incredible resource, <laughs> James has actually made us a short form video as well as a long form video that you are welcome to show those merchants. We also do live demos. So we do kind of group live demos that are anonymous that anybody can join and our team can send you that information. And for larger merchants, we can do one-on-one -on -one demos as well. Just ask our team and we'll get you all the information in order to get that set up. Yeah, you know what I just realized, Grima? I think um, since I sold my last ISO seven years ago, I'm pretty sure that those videos are the first time since then that I actually made a merchant facing video. So I don't <laughs> wow. know, somehow I got somehow it's I got convinced simple. into doing that. Yeah. So this is great. I'm back in it, right? So yeah, if you want if you want me to demo Biller Genie for your merchant, uh, then just reach out. But yeah, the Biller Genie team, uh, they really do have a lot of resources. We've been working together for four months to get resources together, pitch decks and demo videos and all that kind of stuff. So they got a lot of great resources, so check that out. So um, I would like to thank everybody so much for their time. I know that's such a valuable thing. It's a, it's a Friday evening. I really appreciate it. Before you go, those of you that haven't gone yet, make sure you go to ccsalespro.com slash BG for Bill or Genie. Fill out that form. Fill out the next form. Otherwise, you don't get into the free training. So fill out the next form. And then, of course, if you have questions, uh, the Bill or Genie team will reach out. Dreama, any final words of wisdom or encouragement for us as we go after a brand new market here that can generate some income for us? What do you think? No, I'm super excited to work with all of you. And um, I love that, you know, we've got so much enthusiasm on this call. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dreema, for your time. Thanks, everybody. We'll end it there. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for listening to the Merchant Sales Podcast. Whether you are an industry veteran, processing executive, or just trying to learn about the payment space, we appreciate your time. The Merchant Sales Podcast is a joint production of Greensheet.com and ccsalespro.com. And we hope you will tune in next week for more information and tips on building your merchant services business.